Have you ever practiced meditation? I'm Shannon Caldwell, and this is The Healing Season. Coming up, we're going to talk about meditation, Christian meditation, and what that might look like in our lives and in our daily practices. This is The Healing Season Podcast, the podcast that's here to help you move from hurting to healing with gentle, simple, weekly steps. I'm your host. I'm Shannon Caldwell. I am an author, a speaker, a board-certified holistic health practitioner, and a follower of Jesus. By the end of this episode, hopefully you'll have learned something new or something more about healing and our God who heals. Maybe you can find something that works for you and lean into that. Maybe choose one simple thing and watch it add up day by day, week by week, month by month. Do it for a whole season and watch at the change that you can cultivate. Today, we're sharing about meditation. If you are like, whoa, this is a remix. Didn't she just say she's a Jesus follower? And now she's going to come and talk about meditation. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, in other language, absolutamente si. <laughs> I met God and his still small voice for the first time ever in my life. He spoke to me through mercy before I even knew Jesus. I was so heartbroken, friends. Have you ever been to that place where your heart is so broken? My husband, who I loved dearly, had told me he never loved me and he left. I was the mom of a two-year-old daughter and suddenly a single mom. And I did what you do in times like that. You go and see the ocean, <laughs> of course. Maybe it's you that goes to the mountains or the desert, but you know what I mean. You get yourself close to God's creation. And I headed out to the desert. And San Diego was some place that I was able to go. And there, there was an ashram for an organization called Self-Realization Fellowship. Uh, it was founded by a guru named Paramahansa, Yogananda, who wrote a legendary book called Autobiography of a Yogi. Uh, it was a life-changing book for me. Uh, it is the only reason why I had any frame of reference for what was going on in the Bible when they were talking about Jesus raising people from the dead and healing people spontaneously, etc. Like all of those, what? things that you see in the Bible. The only reason I could believe that that could be true was because I had read Autobiography of a Yogi. So kind of like, I don't want to go around with a condemning finger pointing at people who are uh, finding their way because at the end of the day, he is the way. And the Bible tells us, seek and you will find. So if you're the kind of person who gets your bee in the bonnet about things like Christian meditation or like wants to just crash when I say things like Paramahansa Yogananda, then probably do your nervous system and your blood pressure like a solid and maybe pause, find a different podcast or come back when you're more ready to like, you know, Think about it a little, hear about it, learn. Meditation isn't just for other people. It is also for Christians. But the first time I experienced meditation wasn't with Christians. Hey, here's an idea. If Christians meditated more, 
And if we did things like we're having meditation night on Wednesday, like sometimes you see Quakers doing stuff like that, maybe we would see Christian meditators and I would have learned it right in a Christian environment. But as it turned out, it was at Self-Realization Fellowship. There's a thing called a kirtan, which is a three-hour meditation. And you sit for an hour quietly with your spine erect. And I didn't know a thing. I just knew I was walking in and I was going to walk out if I felt unsafe. And that was it, basically. You know, uh, you meditate for an hour, then they play one worship song. Then you meditate for an hour then they play one worship song and then you meditate for another hour and then they played one worship song and everybody left. And in that time, it's the first time I ever heard the still small voice of God. It was before the tornado that killed my mom and dad, where I share the story in my book, The Healing Season, how a deadly tornado wrecked and reshaped my faith about how I heard God speak there in the grounds of the tornado, you know, in the wreckage. But the first time I heard his voice was in this kirtan. And I was so sad because I loved my husband so much. And I'm sharing this with you because maybe you know this pain yourself. You know, I was sitting there in prayer slash meditation, you know, not really knowing what I was about, just kind of being still and trying to calm my soul when I finally bubbled up a question to God. And the question was, who will love me? And his answer was, I will love you and you will love me. And you know, it came out completely true, but I've never veered away from keeping my ear leaning on the chest of the heavenly father and trying to hear his heartbeat trying to listen for his whisper. And so the, the realm of listening for the whisper is the realm of meditation where we stop all the chatter, 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 or our list that we have for God, whether it's our wish list or our to-do list, our list of fears and anxieties. He did tell us, he told us, be still, know that I am God. So in our crazy busy, go, 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 fast-paced world, how do we be still? And if the Bible has an answer for everything, then what is the biblical answer? And so just to settle the matter, I wanted to share with you a couple of times that we see, and there are many, many more, okay? But we see the Bible itself talk about meditation. In Psalms 1, okay, the Psalms are going to be someplace where you're going to want to go if you want to do a deep dive on biblical meditation, because God talks about meditation in Psalms 1, Psalms 19, Psalms 48, Psalm 77, Psalms 119. Does any, is anybody else going hike, hike, hut, hut? <laughs> in short, the Lord does talk about meditation. In Psalm 1, verses 1 and 2, it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the company of mockers, but who delights in the law of the Lord, who meditates on his law day and night. We read in Psalm 19, verse 14, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart 
be acceptable in your sight, my God and my Redeemer. You can go all the way back to the book of Genesis in Genesis 24, 63. That's, by the way, the first book of the Bible. The first book of the Bible mentions meditation. He went out to the field one evening to meditate. And as he looked up, he saw the camels approaching. So we know Isaac from the Bible was a meditator. It's Isaac, by the way, that they're talking about there. That's in Genesis 24, verse 16. Isn't that something? So, I mean, I just want to encourage you. This is for you. This is something that God built into us. Just like last week when we were talking about the breath work in that episode, just like the week before when we were talking about water therapies, we're enlisting things that God gave us that he built into being a human on earth that bring about healing. And you don't need a special pillow or a special place to get your meditate on. You can literally make a walk a meditation. There, Google it, moving meditation. There has been research that shows the profound impact that meditation has on physical health, on emotional health, if you are intrigued by the data, look into the studies of Dr. Joe Dispenza and see what he's done for a long time. I mean, way back in the 90s, he was studying the effect of meditation on the brain. And one thing that he noted, he's the guy who you may have heard about his study. He brought in all the, he brought in meditators from all different backgrounds. Like he studied Zen Buddhist meditators. He studied Catholic nuns when they were practicing centering prayer. And what he saw was that the part of the brain that differentiates me being a separate thing from you and the universe and God gets lessened and lessened. And the part of the brain that fires up connectivity gets turned on. We get less focused on ourselves and more focused on God, which allows expansive healing to happen. So I wanted to share with you a tool to try. If this is something that you've been thinking about experiencing, and it must be because look, here you are, like you're listening to this podcast about meditation. You're all the way in. So let's talk about it. You want to meditate a little here? Let's try something called Lectio Divina. Now, this is a, a, a Christian meditation technique. I learned about it. It, by the way, translates as divine reading, Lectio Divina, Lect, like coming from the same root word as like lectern and divine, see, or to lecture, you know, to read, divine reading. This is a way to meditate uh, on the word. And it was taught to me. And the word, by the way, is Christianese for the Bible. Thought I'd point that out. Um, sometimes, sometimes it's easy to assume that people know. Uh, believe me, when people started talking about Jesus to me, it was a secret code, and I did not. I needed a code breaker for sure. So I don't want to be that girl. I want to remove the hurdles for you. Lectio Divina was taught to me by my friend Courtney Shalfant Crum, who is the founder of Yahweh Yoga, and I learned Lectio Divina as part of her teacher training. So here's here's the flyover of Lectio. Number one, the first thing you do, okay? You're gonna pick a scripture, one that maybe you wanna memorize, 
one that you want to commit to deeply knowing more, okay, you're going to choose that scripture. Let's say, for example, that we're going to go back to our Psalm 23 that we've been talking about for the past several weeks. You know, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down beside green pastures. Okay, I'm going to read the whole thing to you. And this is going to be our first pass. We're going to do this together. We're going to take a pass at this scripture. Psalm 23 only has six verses. So we're going to dive back in and, and, and soak more goodness out of it each time. Okay. The first time is going to be to hear it. Lectio, a simple reading of the scripture. The second step is considered meditito. Spend some time reflecting on the passage, asking questions in your imagination. Meditation moves the truth from the head to the heart. So allow your heart, your attitudes, your emotions to be subject to the probing of that word and be tested by that truth. Okay. And then we'll go back again. After ingesting this, we come to Oratio, after ingesting and internalizing the scripture, return to God in prayer and personalize this scripture. Look back to God in praise and petition. Thank him for his work in you, for his grace. And then step four and the final step of Lectio Divina, divine reading, is contemplatio, which means, of course, to contemplate the final stage of resting in silence in the presence of God. This is a time for communion. The result of the three stages acknowledges that God is at work, transforming our hearts and conforming us to his image. So let's start. Make yourself comfortable, you know, get to a comfortable seated position you can also lay down if you want to, but try to stay awake. Let's go through Psalm 23. First, I'll just read it to you aloud, slowly, and carefully. And you can read along out loud too. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm in the King James fancy. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you have your Bible open, grab a pen, okay? This time around, consider what words and phrases just now caught your mind and attention. Did something stand out for the first time? Now let's spend a moment reflecting on that and go back through one more time. Ask questions, use your imagination. And allow this to move from your head to your heart. Ready? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. 
He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of darkness and the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Anything stand out for you that time? Like for me, that pass, the thing that stood out for me was the part about how he anointed, anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I love that. The idea that it fall, his mercy follows us. Okay. Now, I just want you to pause because we're already in deeper than we'd normally go, right? So I want to encourage you. This is the stuff that meditation is made of going in deeper than you would go. So I encourage you. We're halfway there. Let's stick with it. Now, after ingesting, internalizing the scripture, let's come back to the Lord. Personalize it and bring it to God in praise and petition. Praise him for his work and ask him for his grace in your obedience, okay? And the strength to be obedient, okay? So here we go. What stood out for you? Take it to God and literally thank him. Like, God, thank you that your goodness and mercy follow me. Thank you that I dwell in your house forever. Thank you, God, that you anoint my head with oil. Thank you that though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we are not afraid that you are with us. You know, thank you for your restoration. This is a time to thank him and praise him. And then when you feel like your fountain has flowed all your praises for this pass, settle down again. And it doesn't have to be like loud if it is fine, but you can just whisper, God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. You know? And finally, contemplatio. Do you hear my kitty in the back? She says, thank you, Lord, too. The final stage is resting in silence in the presence of God. This is a time of communion. Remember at the beginning, I said my first meditation ever was a three-hour meditation. Let's see what, let's go with 10 seconds of silence just to experience silence starting now. that it's a result of our gratitude about spending time with God's word and letting it soak into us like, like a sponge, like a bone that has been dry is still needing water. One more pass at this and then just spending a moment in quiet contemplation. This time I'm going to try to help your spirit get settled down by adding a prompt for your breath. Inhale, exhale, inhale. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Inhale, 
He maketh me lie down beside green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Exhale. Inhale. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Exhale. Inhale. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Exhale. Inhale. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Exhale. Inhale. Surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Exhale. Now let's settle into 10 more sweet seconds of silence. Now, you can take one sentence and just soak in it. Inhale. The Lord is my shepherd. Exhale. I shall not want. Take that scripture with you where you go. Meditate on it when you're starting to freak out. The baby's not napping and you need some instant energy and peace. And meditate even for a minute. Maybe you're in traffic and you need serenity now. Meditate right there in your car. Let peace fill you up, every cell, your lungs and every cell of your beautiful being, all the way to the edges of your skin. Breathe in his peace, his light, his joy. Let it even on your exhale seek out the edges of your skin and into the space around you. Fill up your car with that light. See if the traffic jam becomes a little more peaceful. Maybe the driver next to you will let you merge. Who knows? We know this. You will be blessed by cultivating your peace. And peace is catchy. Thank you for uh, diving into the idea of Christian meditation with me. Feel free to reach out to me either on my website, thehealingseason.com. You can leave comments. Thank you to everyone who's reached out to me and has been listening to and sharing these podcasts. There's so much more. So you know we're going to come back and talk about more about Christian meditation. But hey, remember, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a pastor. If you need one of those, get you one. I'm just your friend Shannon Caldwell here to help help you move from hurting to healing. Please take what works for you and feel free to laugh at the rest because laughter is healing too. And uh, if nobody else has told you, healing looks great on you. So I'll see you next week on The Healing Season.